Welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. All right, join us now, our buddy uh, Sam Spiegelman. Appreciate him taking some time because we know how busy this time of year is, but figured we'll be in Atlanta the rest of the week talking Super Bowl and everything else. So uh, figured no time better than to get Sam on now as we're a little over a week away from the official National Signing Day. And Sam, uh, we scheduled you to come on today last week and didn't know the big news that was going to come out, but uh, let all of our listeners know, you know, we've come to know you from the years at SEC Country and now – um, the past year working with with uh, TigerDetails.com, part of the Rivals Network, and some news you announced today. Yeah, uh, now it's, we're, we're beyond LSU. We're, we're Louisiana, we're Texas, we're a big part of the country that's loaded with talent. Um, still with Rivals, um, we'll still be contributing heavily to the LSU site and Tiger Details. Jared and Jimmy do fantastic work there, and I'm happy to be helping them out, but we got a much bigger audience now moving forward. I'm excited to be on this side of the evaluation uh, side of things. Well, because the guys at, at, at Rivals were like, look at this dude busting his ass writing like 10 <laughs> articles a day. We need to we need to up the ante and get this guy some, some more bank. So congrats to you, man. That's awesome. And it's good for our listeners too, right? I mean, here in New Orleans, we got a lot of uh, Tulane fans, um, you know, fans of uh, – of ULL or you know even Southeastern and other schools, so it's your resource now, just not just for LSU recruiting, but for for all Louisiana schools. And I think that's uh, that's awesome, and it's great for our listeners to be able to uh, to keep up with you on, on all the recruiting fronts. And you do it better than anybody else. But for those invested in LSU, uh, that's the beat you've been on for the longest. And obviously, with National Signing Day coming up a little over a week away, I'd expect you're going to have a lot of content counting everyone down to the uh, to next Wednesday. Yeah, so this was obviously my last weekend kind of monitoring all things LSU, and it didn't come without all the drama. We obviously have a lot of storylines coming out of a meet. Devontae Lee, Ishmael Sopcher, you know, we're nine days away from them announcing their intentions, which we've been waiting on for about three or four years, it feels like. Um, and LSU had a quiet recruiting weekend, and they're going to have a monstrous recruiting weekend uh, coming up with, with kids from all over the Southeast, including Louisiana with Sopcher and Lee heading to, heading to town. And those dominoes still have yet to fall. Um, but basically, you know, they are the, I don't expect a clean sweep, but I do expect at least one of those Amy kids to wind up at LSU. Okay. So let's start. We'll start here by letting people know you can still go to tigerdetails.com, subscribe there, become part of the Rivals Network and get access to everything there and, and obviously insight to all of Sam's stories. Uh, so go do that, pay for the service first, and, and then we'll go from there. Uh, but Sam, let's, let's talk about a couple of those guys. Just where are we right now? Uh, with, let's start with Ish. We know his brother. Basically, it's, it's talk has been for a long time that they're a package deal. There were rumors that Alabama doesn't want to take on the brother. Uh, where are we right now with Ish? Yeah, about uh, about two weeks ago, we got word that, that Rodney Sopcher, Ish's older brother by two years, is actually going to be reclassified to the 2020 class. Um, he has joined a different JUCO, which I believe is his third JUCO uh, in the past couple of years. Um, he is really trying to sort out the not only the football side of things, but his academics since graduating from Meet a couple of years ago. Right now, Rodney Sopcher is not a factor in Ishmael's decision. Um, he will be in next year's recruiting cycle, and I imagine he's going to be at the same university as Ish or very close nearby, but no longer a two-for-one deal as we suspected for the past you know, six, seven months. LSU and Oregon were the only teams to offer both the Sopcher brothers, but that does not seem to be a factor at this point in time. 
So this, for anyone, would would mean most likely, I mean, I'm just doing 2 plus 2 equals 4 here, Sam. When I look at LSU and all the D linemen that are coming back next year with Fajoko and and, obviously they lose that Alexander, but um, you you bring back a bunch of guys there, you're going to be very deep there. And then I look at Alabama losing a bunch of defensive linemen. If I had to guess right now, it, it just looks to me, if the brother's not part of the deal anymore, that ish would most likely be an Alabama lean, but again, that would just be my guess, guesstim, guesstimation here. Here's how it went down. Ish, ish was leaning toward LSU as, as early as, as December, um, from what I understand. Roddy was still a part of that decision, but more so, ish, ish, he doesn't care about depth charts. You could put, because even at Alabama, if they lose three, they got three more former five stars waiting to take that job before Ish ever steps foot on campus. But leading into this past week, he got visits from the LSU staff, and he got a visit from Coach Coach Golding and Coach Saban at Alabama. He officially visited Alabama this past weekend, and I'm told the family was kind of drawn into Saban's pitch that if you come to Alabama, this is where you will be developed into that future first-round pick. Um, LSU can offer that as well, but Alabama's track record speaks for itself, especially the past couple of years. Under, under Saban, compete for championships, get drafted in the first round. And right now, I definitely categorize Alabama as a team to beat. However, Ish will head to LSU last. He will be up there this weekend, right before National Signing Day. It will be all efforts ahead for Coach O, um, trying, to, trying to get Top Shore on board late. But I think it's right at this moment, point in time, Alabama's race to lose. It's quite a change from what uh, what what the thought has been for for many months on on him. Let's talk about his uh, Amy uh, teammate in Devontae Lee. We know Kentucky has been hot on his trail for a long time. And if you're an LSU fan, look, in my mind, it's not the end of the world if he chooses Kentucky. I mean, it's it's an Eastern team that LSU doesn't play. Uh, you'd much rather that than him going to an Alabama or a Florida or some school that you're going to see multiple times uh, or or at least once every year. Um, on the other side, he is a kid that, you know, big recruit in the state of Louisiana that you would like to add. Um, you are deep at the receiver spot already, but to bring in a kid like Devontae Lee would be big. What is the latest on Devontae? Yeah, mind you that LSU also is just looking for a, a, a fireworks from Amy. They haven't landed a kid from Amy since Lester Ricard back in 2002. Devontae wow. has – what a crazy twist in his recruitment in the month of January – he made, a, he made his official visit to Kentucky right before the early signing period, but obviously elected to wait until next Wednesday to sign his letter of intent. He has canceled visits to Texas A&M, to Auburn, to Alabama, um, has not taken an official visit in the month of January, which is extremely unlikely for an Under Armour All-American wide receiver. Um, he was supposed to go to Kentucky this weekend for the Kansas-Kentucky basketball game. He wanted to get back on campus. Um, before his LSU official, which will be this weekend. Uh, Mickey Joseph went in home with him on Thursday. Lee ended up canceling that visit to Kentucky. Um, and basically, with, with Joseph going in home and the LSU official visit on deck, it's all but certain that Devontae Lee is, is heading toward LSU. Kentucky is in this more than people would, would credit them. They don't take them as seriously because they're not Alabama or Auburn or Texas A&M. Kentucky has made this a close race, but from what I understand, this is now LSU's race to lose. They look to be getting their first prospect from a meet since Lester Ricard, you know, almost 20 years ago. 
Um, and Devontae Lee, when healthy, is one of the more effective wide receivers in the state of Louisiana. That is, uh, that's certainly a, a crazy stat to say it's been that long. Hey, you need to get some, can, can an old LSU alum go take over as coaches at a meet? Maybe get something working there. Uh, let's, uh, let's find, what's the latest on the other two guys, uh, that, that committed to LSU but have not yet signed, um, in Ray Parker and Maurice Hampton? Where are we on both of those guys? Yeah, Maurice Hampton didn't sign in December. That was more of a, an ode to his teammates, his, his friends, um, so they can all sign together. Uh, next month, and I fully expect Maurice Hampton to sign with LSU. He hasn't made any other official visits besides LSU. In fact, he was he was back at LSU meeting with Coach Maneri and his staff, Coach O and Coach Raymond and Bill Bush and his staff. Um, he's locked in with LSU. That's where he's always wanted to be, and they're huge on loyalty. So they made the drive back from Memphis, um, a second visit in as many months. He is going to sign with LSU, and barring him get it being drafted in the first round of the MLB draft in a couple of months, he's going to be playing kind of a hybrid nickel safety role for LSU next year. Um, he will be the, the fourth DB uh, in LSU's 2019 class. Remember, they only signed one a year ago in Kelvin Joseph. Ray Parker is a much different story. Um, L- the LSU staff knew that Hampton wasn't going to sign in December, and they green-lighted that. Ray Parker was supposed to sign, and he didn't. There's definitely reason to expect Ray Parker will not be at LSU. Um, LSU has kind of done everything to cater to Ray Parker. They're recruiting a six foot six, two hundred and eighty-five pound kid as a tight end instead of an offensive tackle. Um, sure, there's a chance he could still sign with LSU. The fact that he visited t- Tennessee earlier this month and has still been in contact with other teams about visits, I have the suspicion that he will not be signing with LSU, and, and they are in fact recruiting other tight ends. They moved Charles Turner, who's a projected center, to, to be a run-blocking tight end, and then they're going to host Georgia tight end Garvin Randolph this last weekend. And if they don't feel good about Ray Parker in that situation, they're going to take Randolph, who's probably a more athletic tight end out of Georgia, to come in and, and join that tight end corps. So as it stands now, let's just uh, break it down here. LSU's at 21. They have four spots left. One of those in, they intend to be Maurice Hampton. So really, they got three spots left, and they're fighting for. Ish. No, they only signed 19 last month. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm counting those two guys. So they have they have a little wiggle room here. Uh, sure. They're wait they're waiting on Devontae Lee. They're waiting on Ish Sopshire. If they happen to miss on both those guys. Uh, Give me one or two guys out there that maybe people aren't talking about that could be thrown into the mix here. Christian Williams out of the Mobile area. Um, he's been committed to Alabama since the spring, but he's visited LSU quite a bunch for junior days, uh, spring visits. Um, he came to the Georgia game, and he's going to take his official visit this weekend. He was supposed to be the first one on campus after New Year's. Instead, they moved it to the last weekend before. Alabama is very tight on space. They got 28 committed. Um, and most of them are signed, but if, if they're going to, in fact, land Ishmael Sopcher, someone's going to be a casualty. Christian Williams has been committed but visiting a bunch of other schools, Oregon, Miami, um, but LSU is a school that he has time and time again said is recruiting him the hardest. Um, he's a free safety, which is something that LSU doesn't have in this class. Um, you know, you got Marcel Brooks, who's a hybrid strong safety outside linebacker type, and Stingley, Flott, Radar, Jones are all long athletic corners. Christian Williams gives them uh, a, a more true fr- free safety to throw into the mix to play behind uh, Jacoby Stevens and Todd Harris. 
So I think a flip on national signing from Alabama to LSU is one to watch. And another Alabama commit to watch is Byron Young. He's, he also has been committed to Alabama since July 4th. Um, he did not sign in December. If, if Alabama is going to sign Ishmael Sopcher, if that's the, the theory that we're going to stick to, I don't know if, if Alabama is going to be able to sign both Sopcher and Byron Young, who's a rival's 250 defensive end. That could, that could open up a door for LSU. They'll both be on campus this upcoming weekend, and LSU will have a chance to say, if he's going to Bama, why would you go to the same spot? Two really highly rated kids. I can't imagine both of them signing with the same school, so I think that definitely adds some, some momentum to LSU's case for Byron Young. Was there a kid uh, that, that was going to Mississippi State that maybe uh, LSU was still interested in? Yeah, they have a lot of interest in Nathan Pickering. I have a hard time imagining a kid that lives that close to Starkville flipping. He's been committed since June. Um, he's going to be in Alabama this weekend, and I think Alabama certainly is in his ear, but I think he ends up sticking with State. There's been some uh, movement in the coaching ranks. You know, Mississippi State defensive line coach is now taking over at Alabama. Um, so, if anything, Alabama is a team to watch for him. But, again, with all these moving pieces, with Sopcher being the marquee one that it's going to have the domino effect. I think Pickering sticks with State. He's a Mississippi kid. It's hard enough to pluck him out of there. Uh, LSU felt confident after the visit, but he has made some social media comments that seem to indicate that he's going to stick with State their signing day. Well, look, I think if you're LSU, you want to close strong here. But as of right now, in the rivals rankings, you're ranked sixth overall. You'd like to jump into that top five. And they'd probably do that if they get a Devontae Lee. And, you know, it depends on what these other schools do. But um, you got to be proud of what you already have if you're an LSU fan, even if you miss out on some of these guys in the end, because uh, this is still a really, really strong class. Uh, if they don't sign the full 25, does Coach O do like he did last year, look to the transfer uh, wire? Or does he do like some of these other schools do and keep those open and add them to the class of uh, 2020? Well, to your first point, you know, if, if LSU is ranked number six when signing day comes and goes, or they're, they're number four or they're number 14, I can tell you that that staff does not care. They, are, they pride themselves on their own evaluations. Guys like Justin Jefferson, who is a two-star by most recruiting sites, right. including rivals. But look, look how he's panned out to be LSU's number one wide receiver. They trust their own evaluations, and, and more often than not, they, they've hit home runs with that. They, they really have not missed on too many guys. And the, with, by signing guys like Derek Stingley and Radar Jones, that, that's who Corey Raymond believes are the top two corners in the country. And, that, and both of them are, are already, one of them is already on campus and one of them is going to be competing for a starting job in, in a few weeks. So I'm telling you, if it's number one in the country, number six or number 60, LSU is not going to lose any sleep over, over where they're ranked. Secondly, I, I don't expect LSU to sign a full 25. Um, that's kind of been a a trend over the last couple of recruiting cycles. Coach O has tended to go to the transfer portal. Braden Fajoko, Jonathan Giles, Joe Burrow, Terrence Alexander. You, Because of the defensive line situation, if they miss on Sopcher, if they miss on Young, if they miss on Pickering, which all of them are going to be hard to get, if they got a third defensive lineman, I think that they would stand pat. But if they if they only go in with, with Siaki Aika and Joseph Evans, I really think that they could go to the transfer market and try to find some more depth along the D-line. Um, but if, if they land one more defensive lineman, I think that they would end up hitting on most of the, the needs that they need in this 2019 class. 
And because 2020 is just kind of loaded, um, you know, it's not as top-heavy as 2019 with the stars at the top, like Stingley and Stopshire and Emery, but there's a lot of a lot of depth and just good talent, you know, top to bottom. I think it might be the first time that Coach O says, okay, let's oversign in 2020. Let's take 26, 27, 28 guys instead of hoping for a 25-man class. Yeah, that, that that's a, that's a tremendous thought, and I, I'm with you on on, on that one. I, I think, and I think some fans will be okay with that if they miss out on some of these guys at the last minute. Uh, put two more for you. Quick thought on Joe Brady, the uh, the new offense or the new assistant coming in uh, for LSU. Obviously, we know that um, uh, the retirement of Jerry Sullivan. What do we know about Joe Brady? I mean, he was an assistant at, at, at Penn State for a little while, and how quickly does he jump into this and, and jump into the recruiting um, active recruiting pile? Yeah, I don't know if he's going to have the same kind of uh, mojo as Jerry Sullivan did. Jerry Sullivan played a big role in getting Jamar Chase to sign in with LSU a couple of years ago. But um, I actually spoke to uh, people on the same side about, you know, what what is he like? No one was really expecting this guy to become LSU's passing game coordinator on Saturday morning. Um, and he, while he was low on the totem pole in, in New Orleans, he has, he has a great reputation and a, a really kind of like cerebral mind when it comes to offense, and I think this is the first big gig for him. And um, I'm curious to see what kind of impact it will have. I mean, when you look at the Saints passing attack, I think every single Louisiana resident is saying, why can't LSU throw the ball like, like the Saints? And probably because they don't have Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, but they do have plenty of talent, and, and Joe Brady was, was obviously a part of that, whether he was the – you know, the number one guy in the offensive meeting room or the number 25 guy, you know, like he's still a part of that process. So I think that brings a ton to the LSU offense, especially as they continue to evolve under Coach Enzinger calling the shots. I don't know how proven he is as a recruiter, uh, but we'll find out. I mean, LSU, what, what Coach O does is in a lot of aspects like special teams and with the passing game coordinator like Jerry Sullivan, they're more on-the-field coaches. And, and if Joe Brady thrives on the field, then you let the guys like Tommy Robinson and Mickey Joseph and Corey Raymond recruit through the recruiting side of things. So you don't need all your coaches to be recruiting aces, and you don't need all your coaches to be on-the-field experts. But if you have a nice balance, which Coach O has worked really hard to do, it tends to work out with on-the-field and then in the recruiting classes on, on Wednesday for signing day. Uh, last one for you, Sam. I saw uh, T.J. Finley uh, tweeted out that he'll be graduating from high school in December, so he'll be an early enrollee into college uh, four-star quarterback as it stands right now, he will legitimately be in an LSU jersey a year from now. Um, it's got to be exciting if you're an LSU fan just knowing you're getting him on early. Yeah, and I've, I've had some talks with his family, and obviously his coach is Hank Tierney, who's a legend in this state. And, and they've, they've worked very hard to make sure that his grades are in check and he's going to be on, in, in route to, to graduate early. That, that's definitely been locked in by now. Um they, they they had a lot of options. A lot of they, they, a lot of teams kind of negatively recruited on the high school side to try to get him to transfer. I know that uh, they were considering IMG because they wanted to graduate early and, and prepare TJ to go in and really compete for that job. If you think about it, you know Joe Burrow will be wrapping up his his LSU career next you know December or January, and TJ Finley will be on campus within a few weeks to try to compete for that job along with Miles Brennan, who will be kind of the veteran in the room at that point, and Peter Parrish will have his first year under his belt at LSU. And TJ's going in with Max Johnson, who's another Rivals 100 quarterback, obviously the son of Brad Johnson, who won a Super Bowl so many years ago. It's going to be 
you know, this year we, we, we could be real quiet and not pay as much attention, you know, that Joe Burrow is going in as a starter and all signs point to that you know, continuing his second year under center. But after that, it is going to be a ferocious quarterback competition in, in Baton Rouge, starting with T.J. Finley and Max Johnson and Miles Brennan and Peter Parrish. All of a sudden, that, that quarterback room is going to be very crowded, uh, very hungry, and it's going to be a new face. But obviously, we're, we're still a year away from that, man. He is Sam Spiegelman of Rivals.com, not just on the LSU front anymore. He'll be covering uh, Texas and Louisiana, so even better for all of our listening audience. Even if you're just a fan of New Orleans high school sports, not just LSU or you're a Tulane fan, ULL, whatever, uh, even more reason to follow what Sam does. Does a tremendous job. Uh, Sam, can't thank you enough, man. I know this is such a busy time of the year, and uh, we'll have to talk with you after uh, next Wednesday when all this uh, starts to settle down. You got it, Chris. All right, thanks, buddy. Sam Spiegelman there. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Sam Spiegs.